just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't want to live in a DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one cares about their opinions. So they start a podcast, I-O-L-T-O-S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say, whether they hate or hype. They're almost never right. What's up? <clears throat> oh, what's up? Good to good to see you. Good to hear your voice. I can see you. The people at home can't see you, but yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm glad you get to see me too. Sign up to the Patreon to watch us record. <laughs> we don't know how to God. do that. No, <laughs> somebody would. Uh, you gotta pay me to watch this shitty <laughs> IOLTS recording. There's people that would pay our loyal fans. Um, I mean, look, we're popular enough to have a Batchans discount code. That's right. Right off the bait. I, and I had it on my notes, man. I, I didn't even forget. We got that Batchans. You know that delicious Batchans sauce. Batchans coupon code 10% off with the code CX-DAM-10. That's CX-DAM-10. Save 10% on Batchans. That's what you'll you be saying when you put that over your beef and rice. Damn. CX damn 10. That's how it goes. Get that bad chance. Uh, no, I have not tried the spicy. Is the spicy good? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I've only had it once now. Yeah. I'm a, I'll let you know next is it, time is it hot, what a hot? more sustained use is. Is it hot, hot, hot? Or is it just a little? No, it's little barely little. hot at all. Okay. I might like that then. It's barely hot at all. The sweet really balances it out too. So yeah, I, I can go up to about medium hot on stuff, and then I'm like, I'm out. So, You'll be fine. Yeah, You'll be cool. fine. Yeah. I uh, speaking of Atchans, that's it, this is our first episode since Thanksgiving. So we uh, Christmas happened. I gave uh gave everybody in my family a bottle of Atchans. Went over pretty good. Everybody's Anybody uh. Give you a review yet? Yeah, yeah. I had people. I had family. My nephew Aaron was like, "This stuff is awesome." Sent me a picture of him putting it on his uh, potatoes or whatever. And uh, yeah, and uh, my sister too was like, "Oh, this stuff is really good." She took it camping with her. They went. They went camping after Christmas and stuff. So yeah, got some good. That's a great idea. That's a great gift idea. I mean, I think it's like I like to. I have a lot of people in my family to give to, and like we don't do the. I wish we would do the draw a name thing because it would be easier. But like, I usually give yeah. them a little thing, and then a little like two little things. So we gave them like an ornament and the the batch ends, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. They, people were excited about it, and it's like a neat thing that like, you know, everybody, everybody in my family likes to cook and stuff. So it's like, you know, it's a good good little thing. The thing you know is going to get used. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I told them where to get it. That you get it at the, uh, they got it at Whole Foods now. And uh, don't to listen to a shitty podcast. That's the gift that keeps yeah, on order, giving, and then they can use the discount, discount code. code. Order you want to order in bulk. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow up and see who, uh, you know, who's ordered more of it. But yeah, they they were pretty excited about it. I thought it was a pretty 
thoughtful gift. I'd be excited to get some. Hey, we bought some and I needed to buy some more and they had only exactly the amount of bottles I needed. So they, I didn't even, I don't even have a bottle right now. I got to order some more. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like the gift of the magic, uh, you know, it's the gift of the magic. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I gave away my last bottle. Didn't have one for me. Cut my hair off. Uh, what's up? This is, uh, this is, I only like their old stuff. Episode number 181. Uh, this is the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm Jay ho and with me is Groove. Hello. 181. Up in here. I'm not. Next episode, I'll have something nothing, to say yeah, about nothing it. Nothing right now. Mm-mm. So this is our, uh, it, it is it is 2022 now, but this is our famous uh, year-end wrap-up for 2021. So this is our year-end wrap-up show. We did one last year doing one this year uh obviously it's it's the next year now but we're uh we're talking about last year 2021 and uh i think i think it's really a year people would like to revisit anyway (laughs) so it's good that we're you know now that they're a couple (laughs) weeks into january they thought they got away back yeah they thought they got away from 2022 and now we're pulling them back in um yeah Yeah. this year was kind of a kicking the dick for me so i mean uh 2021 was we'll see about 2022 it's there's still time it's early but uh yes yeah, uh, uh, yeah let me tell you it's been a long year it's, 2022. A, it's a long year yeah uh yeah it was it was kind of a rough year for a lot of people but we made it through and um we consumed some things last year we did a, a what's the hype uh thing like ranking that but this year we decided that there wasn't enough hype last year to like do a what's the hype <laughs> it feels a little disingenuous <laughs> to be like oh yeah it's a nightmare year but here's what's great the the biggest the biggest hype is the fact that we're still we're still doing this doing the show yeah we had we struggled at the end of last year because we had so much going on but now we're here and we're gonna try to do try to record more regularly this year hopefully um get back on that you know on that weekly train i tell you what my number one what the hype what's the hype was gonna be what you're gonna feel bad for treating me so poorly last year but uh it was uh it was your your success in competitions oh yeah i'm i'm serious about it i think that that was hype and i was proud of you and it was nice to see somebody in a year where a bunch of bad shit happened, it was nice to see somebody in my my circle succeed in your uh, in your lifting competitions. So, congrats! That was that was my, you know, having a real hard time. Uh, no one what to say right now. I'm, I want to deflect and de- and deter and duck and dodge, just dodge wrench. It, accept- I know it sounds like a trap, you know, but. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm proud of you. Congrats, you know. Hope you have Thank a, you a good year this year too. You know, it was a that was a shining shining light in a year of of trash. So, well, you know, it is true. I am a source of light for most most and you know people. And <clears throat> I say I I don't like to call myself a role model. Yeah, you know. Um, but it's good that you know. To be honest, that is something that you know. It's good to get. The guy on the couch, a little bit of shine every now and again. There we go. You know, no it's you. It's you from behind the desk who is <laughs> able to bestow what? such honor. Way to backhand compliment yourself. 
You just turned it into a backhand compliment of yourself. I didn't have to do it. I did not have to do it. You did it yourself. You're right. Yeah, but you've been it's, doing it long enough. You there's know a little, little morsel for the guy on the couch, a little bit. Uh, Might have some more. Please, can I have some more? That was a little pat on my head. <laughs> yeah. You just reached over, you know, because the desk is higher than the couch. Yeah. You just put your arm straight out and pat my head. What's up? You, I'm, I'm about two it? inches below. I mean, of course, when we stand up, I'm about four inches shorter than you. Are so. you really? I don't know. How tall I'm are you? six feet tall, even. Six, even? What are you, 5'11"? Yeah, I'm 5'8", I'm, I'm dog. Are you really? I didn't know. I didn't realize you were that much shorter than me. Yeah, it's because I'm uh You're not, large you're not short enough to be super short. It's like you're in that range of like, uh, I can't tell you what height he is, but... Yeah, most That's people good. think I'm taller than I am because I'm I'm so round. Substantial. Yeah. I like to say substantial. Let's get into this. All right, so this is our Let's year review. Uh the first thing we're gonna do is our top three movies of the year. And granted, all of these all of these things that we're doing, these are our favorite things from the year. It's not what we're saying is the best movies of the year necessarily, or the best music from the year. It's what we it's our list of our favorites, the things that were best for us, you know. It's easy to confuse that because most people think of our taste as the best. And true, when true. we say it was our favorite, others will say that means that it was the best, best. but we're not making that claim ourselves. That's your projection. Yeah, true. And and there'll be some overlap with the best and what we're saying because we are so incredible at what we do and our taste is so amazing. But I do have some on here that I would not include um, in what, what I have a couple picks on here that are not the best. Just something that I liked, you know. So I'm I'm curious. Do you you we can get it started off with my number three movie of the year? Sure. Yeah. It's a, now granted, I, I still you know, they release all these awards movies at the end of the year, so there's a bunch of good stuff that I haven't seen that I'm gonna see next month because I'm gonna try to watch them all before the Oscars. Like the major uh but the, the, I put this movie we watched this movie over Christmas and I put it on here <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's not good, but it made me laugh a whole lot for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it's House of Gucci. Um, oh, do you know? You I know, almost put that movie on my list. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Ridley Scott joint. I was excited about it. I, I love Lady Gaga. I was a little worried about it going in because the the trailer looked a little. The the accents were a little sus in the trailer, and turns out they were real sus. I'm going to give you a rundown of this. <laughs> House of Gucci. Everybody's like, oh, the acting's so amazing in it. The actors, here's what the acting's like in it. Lady Gaga, basically, the whole movie just goes, I make it a pizza. I make it a pizza. It's obviously, it's about an Italian family, House of Gucci. And then Adam Driver is like, no, I make it a pizza. No, I make it a pizza. And then she's like, I make it a pizza. And then Jared Leto comes out in a fat suit and some bad makeup and goes, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> Woo! And then the best part, Al Pacino, they trot him out there. You know, they roll him out, and he's like, "Hoo ha! Hoo! That's a spicy meatball." And that's the whole movie. That's all I couldn't. Every time somebody spoke on screen, watching that movie, all I could think of was them. The whole movie going. I make it a pizza. I may have turned. I basically turned it into a two-hour, and it is it is a long two hours. I turned it into a three two hours. It's yeah, it's close to three hours, isn't it? 
it feels like 18 hours. I turned it into a two and a half hour long Saturday Night Live skit, basically. And then when I got done with that, I was like, well, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen then. You know? You know, Lady Gaga said that she had to keep a therapist on set <laughs> in case she fell deep, too deep into character. <laughs> Acting. Oh, my God. It's a shame that they couldn't get any actual Italians from Italy to be in this movie. I don't Can know I, why they... Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I think you and I were on the phone talking about this movie about three weeks after I saw it when you said Jared Leto was acting in it. And I was like, I don't remember seeing him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we, that, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. I had no idea that was Jared Leto. I, it was so, his makeup was so intense that I was like, wait a minute, Jared, that is Jared Leto, right? I, I'm not misremembering that. And they're just like, <laughs> why didn't they just get somebody who looked like that dude? Why did they get Jared Leto? And he's just he's just making vaguely Italian fart noises the whole movie, you know? Just like You know, he's the, for some reason he's the comic relief in the movie. It's a really fascinating idea for a movie that they took the the it's about a murder and they were like, "Nah, we're not going to talk about murder at all." No. Nope. Not not important. Let's have Lady Gaga, you know, talking about shipping contracts. That's great. <laughs> so that's my number three movie was House of Gucci. <laughs> I will say everybody should watch it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> watch it and think about what I said. And uh, yeah, it, it, you will be entertained if you. I had to do that because the movie just drags on forever. But if you look at it like that, like I. Multiple times, I said to myself, "What is this movie? What, what is going on? What is this?" Yeah, I, I watched it, and I, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it before I went into it. I didn't even know anything about the story. Yeah, and I had a great time. I had a great time. I, it was slow. I do remember being like, "Gosh, this is it's getting late. It's time because I want to see it in the theaters." Yeah. I haven't. I saw I saw like maybe three movies in the theaters this year. And I, I think I saw like, three. Oh, this yeah. movie started at seven, and I was like, "I'm ready for bed." Yeah, like I'm 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 tired of sitting in this movie theater. Yeah, we saw it at like <laughs> ten o'clock at night. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever." Can we wrap this up? Yeah, yeah, and I love Adam Driver. I love um, Adam Driver. I love Lady Gaga. I, I don't. I, I don't love her. I, I have I've grown to love her over the years, and she's she's been really good in some. Th I mean, I didn't see A Star Is Born, but she was really good in uh, American Horror Story. And, Man, all you gotta do is yeah. watch the first forty five minutes of A Star Is Born. Go watch that. That's a great <laughs> first act of a movie, and then yeah. just as soon as she, as soon as she changes her hair, hair color, yeah, just cut quit it out off. of the movie. I'm I'm serious, man. Yeah. Watch watch that yeah, movie right. from beginning until she changes her hair color, and you've watched a great first act of a movie. <laughs> you don't need to watch anymore. Cool. I will. Uh, I will do that. It's good. good watch. Uh, what's his name? Bradley What's Cooper. Bradley name? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Watch Bradley Cooper act like Neil Young. It's <laughs> great. I'm it's in for fun. it. I'm in for it. What's the well, what's, my, what's your number I, I three? I didn't really rank. I okay, didn't you didn't rank, rank them. That's okay. That's so sorry. much as clustered them. Yeah. Um. So I've got a cluster of three movies that I really enjoyed this year that I think stand out in my own 
experience, and I kind of did this with the with the albums too. Uh, so my first movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, good movie. Is that on your list? It, uh, I I, th- I think I considered it a movie from last year, but oh really? I th- well, it, it was up? it was up for the Oscars. For it didn't matter. Who cares? It's, I mean, it was it came yeah. out. It, it's that's the thing with these awards movies. They release them for a week in December, and then they come out in like February. You know, actually. So I, I, yeah. I'll count it. I didn't put it on my list just because I, you know, counted it last year. But it's, it's a good movie. The acting's really great. I in mean, it. that's why. I mean, that's what I. That's why it's on there. Yeah. Like Keith Stanfield. What? How do you say his name? Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think. Yeah. Kaluuya. Yeah. Great. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just great performances. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good mood, uh, or like tone. Yeah. You know, an yeah, effective yeah, yeah. tone. Um, I don't. I don't have much more to say other than that. Uh, stuck with me. Cool. That's a good one. Um, Next. Uh, my number two was one of, the, one of the three movies I saw in the theater. Uh, and it was the payoff for us watching all the James Bond films over the past two years. It was the, the James Bond film, No Time to Die, um, the, the final Daniel Craig movie um, in the Daniel Craig arc. And uh, it, talk about a long movie. I think it's two hours and 20 minutes or something, but it felt much shorter than that and it just crackles along and uh, it's not the best Daniel Craig Bond movie but it was entertaining and it was a fitting wrap up to his like arc I think and so I really really enjoyed that one good movie experience yeah I didn't get to, I didn't go see that I mean I you know I, I wanted to I had every intention to but I didn't so I guess I'm stuck with watching it on the TV now I think it'll be fine on the TV it's not it's not necessary to see on the big screen but it was a nice movie going experience for me just to go to the theater and watch it so yeah um my next is summer of soul okay I didn't is, watch that yet yeah yeah it's a I mean I, I don't know if it was in the theaters or not but <clears throat> this is a documentary about a music festival is happening in Harlem yeah. at the same time as Woodstock, the same year as Woodstock, and it was filmed. Yeah. It was produced and filmed, you know, for television, but it never made it. It never made it to television, and I don't want to say too much about it um, because I think part of the fun of that documentary was the rollout of the story over yeah. the course of watching it. Yeah, um, directed by Questlove. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, I, I think that documentaries about historical events are made or broken by the type of archival footage that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just a personal taste, right? Yeah. I don't want to just watch Talking Heads mm-hmm. for two hours about something that I don't even get to see. And the footage of this, because it was filmed for television but never made it for <laughs> television, is outstanding. Yeah. Is outstanding. So, um, I think you can find that. I think it's on Amazon. It's on Hulu, I believe, because I think that that's where oh, the, Hulu, that's, yeah. they were running uh, like lots of ads for it when it was run up to it, it being released. So, yeah, I think it's a Hulu Hulu documentary. Uh, but yes, Questlove, um, and a great person to direct that for sure, and you know, lover of music. So that's cool. Really? Maybe it was Amazon. I don't know, but I I thought it was Hulu. No, it's Hulu. It's yeah. Hulu. You're right. It's <clears throat> a good one. What's your number one? My number one is of course Dune. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before. It was something that I really looked forward to. It would have been on my hype list if we did do a hype list. I think just because I it was hype still out, and then it was delayed for a year, and then it was like you know it was all this like. 
and it finally came out and I was really impressed with it and enjoyed it and was glad that it was really good. So, um, in my opinion, it was good. I, I liked it a lot. So I go, man, I ain't watched it. I still ain't watched it. And I was like, yeah, I just like two nights ago, I was like, man, I really want to watch a movie. Maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll watch Dune. And then I didn't. Cause they took it off. Right. Is it off? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's, it might be take ba- it off. It might be back on. They they put them on for like a month and then they take them off and then they put them back at some point. So, yeah, it it is it is really good. Um, well, I think I, I don't know. I think you should watch it at some point. But it's the kind of thing where you kind of want to watch the you know, you need, you want to be in the right mindset to watch a long ass movie. So, you know. Yeah, and next time I'm in the mood to watch a long ass movie, you better believe I'm gonna be watching House Gucci. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm making a pizza. I'm making it's, a pizza. It's a me, Mario. You know that bag. <laughs> yeah, famous bag. Yep. That so famous that, bag from that movie. There's our, there's uh, our my movies. My favorite. Huh? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? I thought you said your favorite. My, oh, no. Summer Soul. No, my favorite yeah. movie of the year was The Green Knight. Oh, <laughs> I, no, I haven't seen that yet. And it's on my list. Famously, I, this year I watched that guy's previous film, A Ghost Story, and really enjoyed that movie. And um, yeah, I, I I keep forgetting to watch The Green Knight. Polarizing movie. A lot of people did not like that film. I think a lot of people didn't know what to expect when they went yeah. in that film, or, or they expected something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, I have a little bit of a personal affinity for the story because I translated it back when I was in in uh-huh. grad school, and and so Quill Pen. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was, I was, I knew what to expect in the sense that I knew what the tropes were. I knew what the story was and I knew that the director wasn't going to be doing Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of marketed as one of these, like, we're going to take existing IP and make an action movie. It's not an action movie. It's a tone poem. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, Um, I think that's where, I think the marketing of it was maybe misguided. Um, Totally. They didn't know what to do with it, but I mean, I think they wanted to try to make as much money as they could. I mean, this is an A twenty four movie, right? So yeah, it is. Yeah. If you, you know, I mean, they've done that before. I've never. They've done that before with A twenty four movies. A twenty four movie expecting anything standard. Yeah, for sure. I that guy's previous film, A Ghost Story, which we watched for the first time this year, but I think it's from two thousand eighteen or something. That's like actually the best movie I watched this year. I think, um, like my favorite movie yeah. that I watched this year. It was just it really like stuck with me and still, and it's that same director. That guy's from Texas or something, I think, and uh, he's done a couple other films too. But the Green Knight was his first big, really big budget film, I think. So it was good, man. Yeah. Right, check it out. Yep, I'm, it's on my list. So that's our. Uh, uh, three, if you're listening. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to get uh, a text or an email from Bill. What his favorite three movies of the year were? Yeah, we should have done that next year. We'll just get Bill's list of everything. <laughs> just go down. We'll just, just read that. it. It'll yeah. just be Bill's be list. And we want it. I'll just like replace my list with Bill's list. This is better. It's gonna be better anyway. Um, it's definitely good. especially if you could annotate it, Bill. Make a sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, give us your notes. Good. Or we could just have him on the show, but you know that's a bridge too far because he doesn't know how to use technology, right? So, yeah, sure, and, it's uh, it's all his fault. Yeah, yeah it's, let's it's Bill's put that fault. <laughs> you notice you hadn't t-pained out at all this time because I got that new router. Apparently, that was the problem all this time was my router was shitty, so I got that new Nighthawk <laughs> router. And ain't that uh, yeah. hey, that guy that some bows and arrows? Yeah, <laughs> well, Nighthawk, I love that comic book. Um. <laughs> 
You can call me Nighthawk from now on. That's my nickname. Um, all right, so that was our movies of the year, our favorite movies of the year. Are you ready to get into this album list? Yeah, I've got nine albums that I would put on my list, and then I've got another four albums after that, maybe three albums after that, that, that made an honorable mention list. Gotcha. Um, well, to preface mine, I, last year I listened to a lot of new music, and I really engaged with it and enjoyed it. And this year I didn't for a long time. At the end of the year, I really made an effort to listen to a lot of stuff. And I will say that I listened to a lot of the stuff on the top 10 lists of other things, Pitchfork and stuff. And like, I would say most of it, I started it and was like, nope, not for me. Not going to do it. That band Low had an album and I got about two songs into it and was like, nope, not for me. Um, there's th- just a bunch of the albums that were on that list. I was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not listening to this. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's me or if that's the state of the music from the year or what, but like, I just didn't, there wasn't, I, I, I feel like the stuff on my list, a lot of it's not going to stick with me like it did last year's list. Uh, a lot of those I still listen to and, and hit me hard. I wonder how much of it is the fact that you gave yourself more time last year and yeah. you gave yourself a more organic opportunity to stumble into stuff that you like. Yeah. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm when you go into it thinking of it as an assignment, yeah. then obviously you're gonna your patience is gonna be less and your attitude of discovery is gonna be limited. Yeah. I'm not critiquing your approach by any stretch, you know. I don't you know, but um because I I know that like when I went back to kind of reflect on the albums that I'd listened to this year, that's part of the process, right? Is taking a look at other people's top 10 lists. And, um, I learned that there were two albums, one that I still remember an album came out from a band that I like that I've liked for years. And I didn't even know that they put out an album. Yeah. I had, I had some of that going on too, but what what, uh, was it on your list? It's not on my list. It's oh, okay. Sleigh Bells. Oh, yeah. I love Sleigh Bells. I didn't know they had an yeah, album they, that came they, out. Yeah, they came out with an album this year. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. So I guess I'm going to go listen to that. Stay tuned next year. Yeah. They make next year's list. I, I spent a lot of the year in like nostalgia. I, I, I revisited the 90s so much this year. For some reason, I was just obsessed with kind of going over... And I don't know what it was about this year that made me go back and like listen to a lot of the stuff that I listened to back in the nineties. Part of a lot of it was curiosity of like, is this still good? Was this ever good? Did I like this? Did I, did I really like this? Do I still like it? Um, which was an interesting, I I listened to a lot of music this year. It was just a lot of older nineties, you know, grunge and alternative stuff from my high school years, you know, yeah. And snow and snow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it wasn't the ideal situation. Last year, the podcast inspired me to listen to more new stuff, and I think maybe because we weren't as regular on the schedule this year, uh, the second half particularly made me fall off a little bit. So earlier in the year, I was doing a pretty good job of listening to some of the stuff that we had talked about, but um, you know, but that's just how it how shake shook out. I feel okay with my list. You know, it's like not it's not as good as my list last year. I don't think, but. I, and I and I agree with you that I think the regular recording forced us to stay tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so you know, I mean, uh, will they or won't they? 
Come 2022, record a podcast <laughs> on a regular basis. I don't know. I look forward to we'll finding see. out. I, I hope so. Because um, I do like keep. I, I really enjoyed last year getting into new music in a way that I hadn't in a long time. Because I didn't have to do it for work, for DJing purposes. So I yeah. actually enjoyed it. But anyway, what's your, do you want to, you need to name your honorable mentions or anything first? Or um, got... uh, Honorable mention to Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack's oh, Silk yeah. Sonic album. Yeah. If any of these albums that I list are on your list, then we'll stop and talk about them then. Okay. Um, Big Red Machine, which is the mm-hmm. guy from The National and and Justin Vernon, the guy from Bonnie Vare. Yeah. They I had an album that. come out. Um, they featured Anais Mitchell a lot, um, and she's in Bonnie Light Horseman, and, and they had a couple songs with Taylor Swift. That album is good. It just, like, didn't... It wasn't as good. In my opinion, it didn't stay with me as much as their first album. Yeah. Called, um, it was just self-titled. Um, mm. And then third was this kid from Nashville who's this guitar phenom called Daniel Donato. Mm-hmm. And um, his album this year was called Cosmic Country and Western Songs. You and mentioned him on an episode earlier in the year. I think, yeah, yeah I think uh, it, uh, he his album from... I think it came out in 2019, maybe came out in 2020, was on my list last year. Um, so those are the ones um, that I would I would put in my honorable mentions list. Great albums just didn't rise above the other ones that are on my list. Yeah. <clears throat> and for me, it was, there's two ways that an album makes my list. One is it's incredible and impressive and so impressive that I, I maybe only listened to it maybe 10 or 15 times, but didn't listen to it throughout the year, but it yeah. stuck with me. So there's a couple of those on this list. And then the other is it's just on repeat, yeah. you know, yeah. for a month or two months at a time, or I keep coming back Revisiting, to it throughout yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the rest of these are. So these, those three honorable mentions are albums that I thought were really good. Maybe listened to them five times, but didn't really come back to them after that. Gotcha. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that makes sense. My I have some on my list that are the same. Those those two that dichotomy you said just there is like kind of how mine play out to you. Um, so uh, I don't have any honorable mentions, so I'll go with my number ten for the year. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a it's a electronic. I guess it's a group. They build themselves. It's like imagine if if uh, Daft Punk pretended like they were one person. So it's a uh, yeah. it's Claptone. Who uh, they are a uh, deep house producer, deep house, and I'm really into deep house music. Um, and I've played their music uh, anytime I've been able to play like deep house sets and stuff. Just love their stuff historically. It's two two guys, but they both dress with this ornate mask on, and they pretend that it's one person. So they wind up having. Hey, hey. They sit one sits on the other shoulder and they get a big trench coat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, uh, no, they actually play separate dates on the same night. So one of them will be in America playing a show and one of them will be in Spain playing a show. And they both bill it as Clapton and they both dress the same. And for a long time, people didn't realize it was more than one person. Um, that's just their shtick or whatever. But they do they do really good deep house music with really interesting vocals with uh. A lot of times they'll have indie rock people on it, like the guy from uh, "Clap Your Hands Say Yeah" was on one of their big songs. Um, what? I can't hear you right now. What happened? You're you're uh, you're not. I can't hear you. You can't hear. There me? you are. I can hear you now. What were you saying? Oh, I was 
singing like that guy is probably for the best. Oh. Reason, you know I mean? <laughs> just my my system just cut you out for that reason. Yeah. Um, and that was obnoxious. Speaking of guest stars, there's a song on this. So this the, my number ten album is Clapton's Closer album which is their beats with other people singing on top of it. And uh, notably, the great Seal is on one of the songs and is the, the lead vocalist on one of the songs. So, it's Spoiler alert, Seal's going to show up more than once on my list this year. So, <laughs> It's fitting. That's why I had to put the Clapton out. It's not my favorite Clapton album. Um, they, you know, it's like, it's fine. It's good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked some of their other albums better, but I... I'm so stoked on that seal song. So, yeah. I'm gonna try to go in general order as well. I'm I'm gonna put um, <clears throat> uh, Vince Staples self-titled on here. It's not my favorite Vince Staples album, but it's uh, Vince Staples is, in my opinion, kind of existing in his own world these days, where he he makes the music that he wants to make. It still kind of fits within the genre that he's known for, but um, like, you know, real big, big fish theory was like mostly with UK, you know, kind of electronic producers, but he's like, he's hilarious. He's also really sharp and Mm -hmm. like biting. And um, this album is a lot more subdued, but it allows for his, lyricism to kind of come through a little bit better than maybe some of the other albums that he's done. It was one of those albums I listened to maybe 10 times and was like, that's a, that's a a work of art that I have experienced and I'll probably come back to, but not for a long time. What's the name of the album again? It's self-titled Staples. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I've I've not, not listened to that. I think you mentioned that on the show at one point in time this year too. I probably did, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when it came out. Um, so my number nine is from a band that I used to listen to a lot. Uh, it's the band Thrice, and the album is Horizons East. And Thrice is like a post-metal sort of like, I don't know what you really call it. It's like post-hardcore, like it's heavy, but it's like kind of psychedelic too. Um, they had like a, they had a series of like elemental albums. One was fire, one was water. And probably about 12 years ago that I used to listen to a lot. Um, our friend of the show, Kevin Deleon got me into them and they have a new album this year and it's good. Like the first half of it is like unremarkable. And then the second half gets really into that psychedelic metal sound that I like from them. And so it kind of progressively gets better. And, uh, the last track was really good on it too. So horizons East from thrice, didn't didn't love it. It's not my favorite album by them, but I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, so I I may have to get into that. You tell me. I yeah. Post hardcore, like I'm. Yeah. I can't do metal. I can't do hardcore. But there, I can. If you put post rock, like post into something, then you got my attention. Then if you can say they sprinkle a little bit of psychedelic in there, and then you yeah, got, you got my curiosity. Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, have you ever listened to Sparta? band sparta which was like yeah. the guys from at the drive-in but it's like not yeah, really heavy but it's like you. yeah but it's like it's kind of ring out guitars and like echoey stuff and it's yeah. like you can tell they used to be in a hardcore band but it's like it's that's what it's like it's and i like that stuff it was around the same time that like uh the black parade by uh by my chemical romance was out and i used to listen to that thrice with that album a lot too uh you know it was kind of in that so that, not the same genre of music, but kind of fits a little bit. Like not so heavy that you're like, whoa, but uh, you know, kind of medley. What was the uh, what was the other band that the guys from 
at the drive-in. Uh, the Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Yeah. That was the band that I was. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going to listen to Thrice, I'm gonna go listen to Mars Volta <laughs> and Sparta. Do that. Yeah. You might be. Yeah. I'll I'll send you that other Thrice album. That I think's really good. If you like those two uh, groups, you would like that one too. And you, I think you probably like this as well. It's well done, but check it yeah. out. It's Horizons East by Thrice. What's your uh, my next album is called uh, The Life of Pierre Five, and it's by this producer rapper called Pierre Bourne. And you may or may not know. So, like a lot of producers these days, they have their own tag, their mm -hmm. producer tag. Yeah. You know, where like if if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna kill you. You know that yeah. kind of thing, or Metro Boom, and so on and so forth. Muster but, on the beat. Yeah. So if you do you remember the Jamie Foxx show? Yeah. Yeah. There's one little moment where Jamie Foxx is a server in a restaurant and he's talking about a new chef that's in the back. Yeah. And, and he's talking to a guy that's blind. And so he's, he's like acting like there's a new chef in the back and he says, Hey, yo, Pierre, <laughs> come out here. Yeah. And that's, that's his, that's, that's his tag. Yeah. Like, yeah. His tag. And you can hear it like, he, as a rapper, is not very popular, uh -huh. but he's done a lot of songs for other rappers who are popular, notably Playboy Cardi. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. I'm a I'm a big yeah. fan of Playboy Cardi, and so I was familiar with that tag, that producer tag, but I didn't know Pierre Bourne that well at all. And then I, you know, I saw that he came out with an album this past year, and I was like, I'm gonna check it out. And the thing that um, stood out for me was. The the guy I, I what was that Devo mm -hmm. okay so the band Devo Mark Mothersbaugh Mark yeah, Mothersbaugh went of, on uh, to he does a lot he of went on to make theme songs and stuff or music for movies and TV shows and stuff yeah exactly I think I texted you and Bill about this he went on that, yeah. and he did the Rugrats theme yeah <laughs> and he made this double disc CD that was not available in America it was released in Japan. And because I'm on some email listserv about music for these other people that are mostly based in DC, I got a download of that of that double disc CD, and I loved it. It was really dreamy. Yeah. It was very playful. It was buoyant. Some of the tones and the sounds that are heavy in that double disc CD, and also kind of like emblematic of the Rugrats theme song, mm -hmm. boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 that kind of stuff. That's in the life of Pierre Five. Oh, okay, similar like those sounds. Those tones yeah. and those yeah. sounds. I don't know if I don't know that he's actually sampling it or if he just came to that on his own. Yeah, it's not clear that, to me. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really eerily similar, you know, yeah. and and that kind of playful sound yeah. on top of a rap album for me is like, ooh, that's just like I can't resist it. That's interesting. Yeah, Mark Mosesbaugh did uh, several of Wes Anderson's scores, too, I think. Um, so he's got that kind of whimsical, kind of plinky thing going on. But yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check that that album out. Um, the Pierre Five, then. What's yeah. the what's the name of the album? The Life of Pierre Five. And Pierre is spelled P-I apostrophe E-R-R-E. -E. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen that, that, that name before. Yep. Um, I, sadly, hip hop is just really not on my list this year, and I, I I tried with some stuff and just didn't get into it. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, my number eight 
is an album that I kind of gone back and forth on. I was a little disappointed in it when I listened to it the first time, but now I've kind of gotten into it a little more, and it's I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs. Famously, I think The War on Drugs was my number three last year, their live drugs album. Um, yeah. I, I realized that like I was like, well, it's not my favorite War on Drugs, but it's still War on Drugs, and it still has that sound, so I still kind of like it. Uh, it's more 80s and ten- tinged than, than any of his other stuff. His, I mean, it's a band, but it's that that one guy, whoever the guy, that guy's yeah. the main the main force behind it. But I, as I described it to to a friend of the show, Mikey, uh, also never number one fan, Mikey. Um, I said it's like it's like it's like I had a kid. It's the I had a kid and now I know everything album, or like now uh-huh. the secrets of the universe have been revealed to me album because he you know he had a kid with with uh, the the is it Kristen Ritter I think the, from uh, Jessica Jones. I think they had a yeah. kid recently, and then it's like a lot of like, what I tell my kid, you know, <laughs> what I would tell my kid if I had to go, you know, in the future or some shit like that. But anyway, it's it's fine, it's good, it's good. Um, it doesn't hold up to their other stuff, but I I still liked it. So it's uh yeah, I don't yeah, it, anymore about the war on drugs. It didn't make my <laughs> list mostly because I just didn't take the time to listen to it enough to break through the way you did. Of like, you know yeah. what, this is still good. But I will tell you, I'm going to see the War on Drugs with Bill in February. Sick, that's awesome. I bet that's a really good show. Yeah. So I hope. I mean, I hope it's yeah. still. You know, I mean, shows are getting canceled left, right, and center. Yeah, but, you, you don't know. Um, yeah, true. You know. Anyway, we'll we'll see how it translates. I mean, a part of me is like, I need to listen to this album more so that I'm more prepared for the live show. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'd you know give it I mean? another I don't shot. Be that fan that's like waiting through the new songs yeah. to get to the old songs. It felt a little forgettable on my first listen, but it's not, it's better than that. So I'll go back and check it out again. But anyway, that's, I don't live here anymore by the war on drugs. My number eight, what's your next album? Um, I'm going to stick with the rap hip hop theme for, for now, even though I think this album <laughs> might belong a little bit higher on my list. Um, in fact, I'm certain that it does. Um, and that's Donda by now, yay. <laughs> Previously, Kanye West. <laughs> I'm surprised this is. I thought this was going to be your number one. It is absolutely not my number one. Okay. It is not even my top three. Yeah. It is probably number four. Um, I appreciated that it was. It's it's on the level for me of like this late stage Kanye of like life of Pablo. It's like the more, I, when I first listened to it, I was like, I don't know about this album. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm still with it. And I'm not sure that the exhaustion that I've experienced trying to defend him or at least his music to people has like warned worn me down such that I can't even really enjoy this for what it is. But as time went on, there's a lot of really, really good songs in there, but I like, not ironic, but like funny to me, I don't still listen to it. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Kanye's discography and what I want to listen to, it's not on there. Yeah. Like it's not what I, it's, it's not what not I go back to yeah. listen to, even though every time I hear a song from that album, when it comes on the stereo, I'm like, gosh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I ought to listen to it more frequently. I just, I don't choose to do so. So, yeah. of course, when I leave here, it'll be the Mars Volta, Sparta, and Donda. <laughs> and Donda. 
I I tried for that album for two reasons. Number one, I do love Kanye, you know, and like I'm the you know we've talked about Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think it's the greatest album of this century, maybe. Um, yep. And I listened to that podcast that was so great about it this year, so I had him on my mind. And also, I wanted to listen to it because I knew you were looking forward to it so much. And I was like, well, I need to listen to this. We haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I was like, I got to listen to this because David's going to want to talk about it at some point. And I, 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 it was one of those albums where I was like, nope, nope. But then I forced myself to listen to the whole thing. Uh, it just felt to me like it needed to be edited down. There's a bunch of bleeps and bloops and like, what's this doing here in it? And I feel like there's a good, there's really good stuff in there. It almost feels like an EP to me that he blew up into an album. Um, like an awesome kick-ass EP of like really good, like there's some stuff in there where it's like, this is like old Kanye. You know, and then it, 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 but it's just so bloated with other stuff, and I feel like maybe he's just his his genius has caved in on himself, and he's buried by, it, and there's no one to tell him no, you know, um, which is fine. He's, yeah. I guess, he's earned that. I don't know, but it doesn't make me want to listen to his album recently. So, yeah. Well, I, I I think of it as a as as a companion to the life of Pablo. Yeah. Which many people said that about Life of Pablo too when it came out that it was a little bit bloated, it was bigger than it needed to be, and Donda is even bigger than that. Um, and so I think the criticism on Donda is fair. Yeah. Um, but most of the songs, and this is what I think makes for a type of good album, is when you listen to it the first time, you get your first five songs that you like a lot. Yeah. And you're like, oh, these are the good songs. Yeah. And then you listen to it again a month or two later, and you're like, oh, my goodness. The second half of this album is so much yeah. better than I thought. Yeah. And so it's your whole, fans. you know, yeah. you're, you're rediscovering the album as you're listening to it at a different time and place. And that happens. That has happened with me with Donda. And it, I, you know, talking about it, it has me excited to go back in and listen to it straight through one more time and, and, and see where I stand with it. I think it's my fourth favorite album of the year. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back and check it out again. It's interesting because this year, Dark Twisted Fantasy was in heavy rotation in our house because Jackie discovered that album for the first time because of us because we talked about it so much on the show. And now she's, I think yeah. it was her number one listen of the year was that album um, on her her wrapped. And so that, that album's been playing in our kitchen when we cooked dinner. And so I've like been, Kanye's been on my mind about that stuff, you know, but... Um, here, here comes Jackie. What is she? What do you got to say? I was obsessed with that. <laughs> we played it all the time. Yeah, she was like, "Can you put that Kanye album on again?" So, um, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Here, no, for me. I'm yeah, not. yeah, that's great. Um, and but yeah, it's also increasingly. I got to the point where I'm like, "Oh, Kanye, what am I gonna do about this? I can't tell anybody I like you anymore because they're gonna look at me weird." You know, yeah. I, 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 I did my time defending Kanye and I'm kind of off of it. But anyway, um, let's go to my next album. My next album is a soundtrack and it's for a movie I haven't seen yet. And I should have seen because I think I'm going to like it. Uh, it's the soundtrack for the black revisionist Western. I saw I would describe it. Uh, Harder They Fall. And uh, apparently that movie's really good. Um, it, it, I say revisionist because it takes all these black heroes from the Wild West and puts them in a situation where they never met. These characters never met each other. But it puts them all in one movie and imagines like a fantasy of like what if they all got together um, in this movie, 
And uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. I don't know if you listened to it, but uh, it's got Kid Cudi on it. It's got Jay-Z on it. It's got Lauryn Hill on it. Um, and it's very varied in the stuff that it has. Uh, Kid Cudi, like Kid Cudi does the, I think, the, the title track with Jay-Z, and it's just really good. He's done, Kid Cudi's done like country-infused stuff before, and it kind of, if you've heard any of his stuff that has a little bit of that touch to it, it sounds like that. And then, uh, yeah, it's just a wide variety of artists, and uh, it also has a Seal song on it, because the director is, is British, and I guess that's where he had a, I guess he had some connection to Seal, so that's my second album on the list that has a Seal song, and uh, and it's a really good song, so yeah, the Heart of the Fall soundtrack. <clears throat> So the the fourth movie, if I were to have four movies, I don't know if this movie came out in 2021 or not. Yeah. But there's a documentary on Amazon on Kid Cudi. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have to watch that. And it's it's a you know it's a documentary about a musician. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you're not in on the musician, then like don't waste your time. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a pretty good documentary. Yeah. But I really like Kid Cudi. Yeah, I do too. And so, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. I was like gobbling it up. That's good. I'm going to have to go check out that. Dang it, man. We're going to walk away from this. I'm going to have a whole bunch of music to listen <laughs> to. Because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even hit play on that on that soundtrack at all. And I, I had a couple people recommend that movie to me. But then it like came and went. And I think it's because it was streaming yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, it was it was hot for a What's minute it and it kind of went away. I think it's on Netflix. I think it was a Netflix produced okay. movie. Um, it's got Zazzy Beats in it and other actors that I really like. Um, oh, Lakeith Sandfield's in it. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, it's I, I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. Um, and uh, but yeah, the soundtrack is fantastic. So uh, just a good mix of different artists and you know cool cool soundtrack. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's my number seven. So what's your next album? Uh, I'm gonna say I don't even know how to say his name. Mdu Mokhtar. Okay. Um, he's a he's a, you know a, a desert blues guitar player. Uh-huh. Uh, the album is called Africa Victim or like Africa Victim, uh, but spelled like French or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the, this cluster of three. Mm-hmm. albums that i have next are kind of like albums from musicians who i really really enjoy where the albums were good enough for me to have in heavy rotation for an extended period of time but are not my favorite versions of the band mm-hmm. right yeah, i got you so uh Mokhtar, everything he does is very similar to the album before but the recipe is always great always well balanced and so he's in that you know kind of a genre with bombino and tenari mm-hmm. um where you've got these self-taught guitar players who just rip fucking riffs and it's so good and it's 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 very propulsive and um i i feel i you know i i enjoy listening to it when i'm at the gym when i don't yeah. want to be crowded out with a lot of thought in my head while i'm training um and i don't but i also don't want to be turned up to 11 you know i just want some good music that's always going to be reliably Mm -hmm. kind of like satisfying in its own genre yeah and that's what this that's what this album is i'm gonna have to check that out it sounds interesting i've never heard of that person so um uh he did um he did um 
Bill's going to have to correct me on this. He did his own version of like uh, a Prince album. Oh, like the whole they, thing. Like made him. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know because Mokhtar has not been <clears throat> my number one out of this genre. Bombino's always been my number one out of this genre. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to have to hear what, but he has like a purple rain. Like Mokhtar did his own. I think he did his own version of that movie. Oh. And then he did the soundtrack for that movie within his own kind of genre of music. I can't remember exactly how it went down because it was before I was into the genre itself. Yeah. He's like, Mokhtar is like the first uh, Tareg guitarist who broke through to yeah. what we would consider to be somewhat mainstream. And he tours all over the world. He tours, He's coming to Providence in March. Um and uh, yeah, I I think you'd really like it. I I think you'd like to learn about him for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out for sure. It sounds like something I'd be okay. into. So, um, my number six is uh, n- this is the first in my dipping into uh, '90s nostalgia. Surprise! '90s bands are still making albums. Um, it's uh, number six is it's not them. It couldn't be them. It is them. The album by Guided by Voices. I don't know if you're familiar with Guided by Voices, but um. Barely, they're uh they're just indie rock, alt rock from the nineties. I think they probably started in like eighty five or some shit like that. But like they're they're known for their albums from the nineties and the early two thousands. Robert Pollard's the main dude behind it, and uh, it's super lo fi, inspired by sixties you know British invasion bands, but indie rock and a uh, weird esoteric lyrics and. This album is just another. I mean, it's it's a return to form for them. It's it's a guided by voices album. It sounds like their classic other uh, old stuff. So, um, yeah, it, that and this is one of those bands where I was like, whoa, guided by voices had a new album out this year, which they they release a new album like every ten minutes anyway. I shouldn't be surprised by it, but you know, anyway, I like okay. it. So it's like as somebody will, said, it's like it's, I will. It's like Yola Tango doing acid in the des- desert with the Who. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's what a reviewer described it as. So. I don't know. I was with you with Yola Tango doing desert and uh, doing acid in the desert, but then if you add in the Who, I'm a little bit out. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't know. You can you can hear the influences from the Beatles and the Who on their stuff. So, um, yeah. So that that's my number six. Got it by Voices album. What's your uh, what's your next one? Uh, another solid album from a musician who I prefer to see live, uh, Billy Strings. Yeah, his album this year was called Renewal. Uh, he's been doing Lord's work this summer on tour. I mean, his 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 tour sets this summer were really uh, probably my second favorite of the whole you know scene of that kind of like you know i think you many people would classify him as a jam band mm-hmm. most people would understand him as a bluegrass musician yeah 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 he's one of the most talented you know guitar players or banjo players uh living today um he makes incredible music this you know i think that a studio album limits him a little bit yeah um so he's got good songs on it it's great but every time I put it on this summer, I was like, all right, I want to go listen to him play live. So I'm going to go yeah. switch over to my yeah. other app that is all live music and, and listen to one of his sets from the summer. So I think I listened to probably two thirds of his sets over the summer. Wow. And um, 
but this renewal album is a very good studio album from a musician who really expresses himself better live. He must have toured a lot. I saw a lot of my friends talking about going to a show from all over the country. So <laughs> he must have been on a, a pretty big tour. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, I think that's why he's kind of like exists in this jam band space too, where, you know, each set is different. Each yeah. solo is he different. Kind of, you know, yeah. there's a lot of improvisation and he makes most of his money by touring. Right. Gotcha. Um, so. My number five is uh, Little Oblivions by Julian Baker. Um, I can only imagine that <clears throat> her album is a reference to the Tori Amos album, Little Earthquakes, maybe. I think it's maybe an homage to that. Um, I like Julian Baker a lot. She famously did a cover of my famous favorite Jawbreaker song, Accident Prone, which the band Jawbreaker was like, this is amazing. It's better than our original version. Um uh, you know, singer songwriter. She's been around for a long time, and uh, this uh, this this album it was a lot more electronic tinged. I guess it had a lot more drum machines and stuff. But it's a it's a sad album. It's got a lot of uh, emotional. You know, she, she she I think she's still processing a lot of things from her becoming an adult. You know, um, and achieving fame when she was really young, and then now becoming you know older and more mature. And so it's there's there's some sadness to it, but also. Uh, some some joy in it. I don't know. It's it's a it's a good album. I think. I don't know. You know what surprised me is in my Spotify rap this year. Like I, yeah. I like Julian Baker. <laughs> she was on she was on your list like way up there, and I was like, "What's going on?" My here? number three most listened yeah. to musician of the year. How was how yeah. did that happen? I like Julian Baker. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know if you yeah, like, I guess, organically you know, I mean, did listen to it that much or. I didn't. I didn't go on like a two month stint where it was all I listened yeah. to or anything like that. I, I I don't know. I guess I just I was surprised. Yeah, um, I was a little surprised too because I, I didn't know if you had even. I mean, I guess you've mentioned her in the past, but um, dude, I saw yeah. her. I saw her live in 2016. Yeah, yeah, that was, right when Spring yeah. Ankle came out. Like I, yeah. you know, like I, and that was when I. That's I didn't even know who she was. I was just at the Newport Folk Festival. I was under the tent at the at the quad stage, and we knew she was coming out. Probably my buddy Charlie recommended it for us to stay and watch, and she cried on stage yeah. at the response that she got from the people in the audience. And I was one of those people yeah. who was just like, "Oh my goodness, this girl wails!" Because she stands about five foot nothing and about yeah. 110 pounds soaking <laughs> wet, you know. She, uh, but her a, voice is pretty incredible. She's a force of nature, and she's so talented. She's just good at, you know, she usually plays very stripped-down sets, and it's just her and the piano or whatever a lot of times, and it's she's just really good at what she does. Um, I, I really respect her. A lot of her music deals with how organized religion kind of fucked her brain up as a kid, and I, I relate to some of that. <laughs> and, like, her, like, coming out as lesbian and having to deal with the fallout from the religion she was very heavily involved in Christianity and, uh, these sort of like questions of like guilt and what, how, how religion intersects with that. I don't know. She, she talks about that a lot in her music. So. Hey, what? if you like that, then you'll love Katie Pruitt. Okay. Uh, who is another, she's, <laughs> yeah, so she's even her. got yeah. her own podcast called the recovering Catholic. Yeah. Um, and she's a, you know, she's a gay woman from rural Georgia yeah. Um, who wails both vocally and on her guitar, um, who I think her album 
I don't know if it was 21 or 20, but um, her, I think it's the only studio album she has out. She has like Spotify sessions yeah. and a couple of live sets and stuff like that. But um, that's been on heavy rotation this year. Uh, but she's much like Julia Baker in that space. And, um, yeah. I mean, I put them with like Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy yeah. Dacus. So if anybody's listening that doesn't know Julian Baker or Katie Pruitt yet, that, you know, that's, that's a, I mean, Julian Baker did Boy Genius with Phoebe mm-hmm. and Lucy. Oh, okay. Like the three yeah. of them did yeah, that I, album together. I remember that. Yeah. You talked about that. I went back and tried to listen to that album recently and I was like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, you were kind of hyped on it when it came out, but it, uh, yeah, it's just how it is. As a concept, I was really yeah, into it, yeah. and then in practice, I was like, you know, I don't need he's... to listen to a song about your dog. <laughs> right, um, I got you. So, what's, what's for me, my one? my last kind of studio <laughs> album from a, from a band I'd rather see live is uh, Goose. They <laughs> yeah. had an album come out this year called Shenanigans Nightclub, and again good album good songs much rather see them live much rather listen to a live performance from the band but because all of those songs from that album i was listening to all summer long this album kind of belongs on the list yeah um if you don't really find yourself responding to jam bands then this might be a good album to get a taste of what this band is that's kind of gotten under my skin this year so deeply i mean so much i think they're doing great work um but if you go to shenanigans nightclub listen to that song so ready i think that's the most accessible song on that album and that'll give you an idea of what what i've been listening to a lot this summer cool i wrote it down i figured goose was going to make an appearance on this list for you so um you better believe it hong (laughs) kong motherfucker (laughs) i love that they're called goose um my number you f- know, there's another there's another band making waves called Geese. Geese, <laughs> they had a tour together. They got a tour together. Geese and Geese, yeah. Um, my number four is uh, by a band I wasn't too familiar with, but they're they're a hardcore band from I believe Baltimore called uh, Turnstile. I've always heard their name before, but it was like, oh, I don't listen to that kind of music anymore, so I'm not listening to that. But they made an album. This is one that Kevin Delion turned me on to as well. That they made an album this year that kind of toned down. It's it sounds more like that post uh, hardcore sound. Imagine like a hardcore band mixed with uh, Duran Duran, and this is what you get. Is this album Glow On? Uh, yeah, it sounds weird, but it's it, it, that that 80s synth sound is a big deal right now. Like a lot of bands are adopting that and doing their own take on it. I mean, you heard it in the War on Drugs album. There's other albums this year that had that kind of 80s influence and this one is is like that too and it's just a it's just a good album it's not it's not so heavy that it's like well like it doesn't turn me off you know because if something's just too heavy i'm just like i can't do this anymore um and it's it's just like a it feels i've heard it described as like a maturing of their sound you know um but anyway it's a it's an interesting one you might you might like it uh, it, it it has kind of sparta vibes to it too but the first song on the album is really good. I'm already listening to Sparta and, and Mars Vogue. So you don't man. need to listen to gotta, it. Yeah. Then I got to go listen to Donda. Then I got to go listen to <laughs> The Heart of the... the, the, heart of the what fall. is it? Heart, heart of the they fall. fall. Yeah. Every time yeah, I hear list. that, I think The Heart of They Come. I, yeah, I keep you mixing know, like, it up. Jimmy yeah. Cliff. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But that's, that's my number four is Glow On by Turnstile. What's your, uh, what's your next one? So we're getting into my final three. Okay. And these are the ones that... I'm still listening to. Mm-hmm. 
Well, actually, two of them are I'm still listening to, and one of them was a 15 to 20 rotation that is the piece by itself. And I'll go ahead and go with that one. And um, that's Sturgill Simpson's The Ballad of Dude and Juanita. Okay. Um, yeah. So Sturgill, you know, each of his albums has its own tone. It has its own story behind it. It, it has its own lore, depending on how much of a fan you want to consider yourself. And he had always kind of set out to make five albums. Um, he had made four and then, you know, uh, the pandemic happened and his tour for sound and fury got canceled. Um, I saw like his third to last performance before the pandemic. Um, and then I went and saw his very first performance uh, after, quote unquote, after the pandemic, right. we're still in it, you <laughs> know, it's raging. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, so he kind of bookended, he was my last concert and then he was like my second concert and it was his first concert and he blew out his vocal cord. Oh. He, he ruptured a vocal cord. Yeah. So now he's, he's probably never going to sing the way he's sang, sang before. Jeez, he's not wow. even certain he's going to make any, he's definitely not going to be doing any Sturgill Simpson sto- solo stuff ever again. He might join a band, whatever. Yeah. More will be revealed there. But this was his final album and he said he wanted to make a, you know, he was talking a lot about Westerns and he said he wanted to make an Eastern. Right. Yeah. So this is a a story kind of based on his grandparents, a love story based on his grandparents with a lot of fiction in it, um, a historical fiction type of concept album about East, the East the East, if you will, uh, about the same time frame that we think about the West mm-hmm. um, or the Wild West. Yeah. And, and it's old time country. It's, you know, what some would call maybe hillbilly music. Um, it's not my favorite Sturgill Simpson album, but it's a Sturgill Simpson album nonetheless. And therefore it, for me, it means it's, it's really good music that stands above most of the other music yeah. that I listen to. Um, I couldn't stop listening to it when it came out. I probably listened to it exclusively for like a month straight. Yeah. And then since then, when I've wanted to listen to him again, I've, I've listened to some of his other stuff and not this album. Um, so I think in talking about it, I'm going to want to go back and revisit it. But it kind of like Donda is a piece of work created by a musician that I will always respect when it comes to making music. Yeah. Yeah. It, so there you have it. It's kind of a common theme on our list this year. It feels like is like, I don't love the album, but I love this artist so much. <laughs> I respect them. Yeah. And that, so I want to recognize it. It's kind of like, and I don't know if it's like, maybe some of these artists like used up all their good stuff last year because the pandemic was so like, uh, caused them to have to react or something or whatever. I don't really know, but you know, it's, it's interesting. And these albums are good. They're just not the thing that we think of when we think of these artists that we like. Um, I've got more on my list there like that. Not this one, though. This one's kind of out of left field. Uh, my number three, and it almost was my number one for the year, is Montero by Lil Nas X. If you told me, okay. at the, if you told me at the beginning of the year, Lil Nas X coming out with his you know debut album and it's going to be in your top three, I'd be like, definitely not. I respect the kid for what he did with Old Town Road. I did not like that song. It was annoying to play it as a DJ. But I respected his like savvy and his... like you know, what he's trying to do. 
And then I gave this album a shot and man, it really just like affected me. Um, it made me sad. Um, it, it's, it's a sad album. It's really, it's like him putting his truth out there about him growing up, you know, as a black gay youth and having to deal with his family and all this stuff and, and his rise to fame. Um, and, uh, it, 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 as it goes along, the first half of the album is kind of bombastic, like hip hop, you know, like bragging about stuff. And as it goes along, it kind of devolves into, or evolves into like him really spilling his guts about how he feels about who he is. The, his song Void on there, which is maybe the saddest song in the album, is ma one of my number one songs of the year, if I had to pick a number one song of the year. Just talking about, it's like a letter from him to his friend while being on the road and dealing with this, you know, his success and everything. And so, anyway, I'm happy that the guy had a successful you know, follow-up to a one-hit wonder, essentially. And I think, I'm like, make that money and do good things with it, kid, you know? And, like, I respect it a lot. So it's that's my number three. You know, there you go. <laughs> that's not Montero. I mean, that was like it's only like what maybe two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's short. Yeah, it's a lot in there. Yeah. I mean, it's a great. I really like it. Every time I, you know, a lot of people at the gym and they put it on. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah, I have to go check out the rest of that album based on that. I, I don't know if I want a sad album, but yeah. I mean, you got to be in the mood, I guess. But like, listen to the second half your, of that. I mean, album. it made your top three. Yeah. Uh, well, you, I like sad music. music. <laughs> yeah, true. I like sad music though. Um, listen to the second half of that album at some point. Just start it about halfway through and listen to that second half. It's almost like the B side of that album is is the emotional stuff. And I don't know. Anyway, that was my number three. So I got my number two and my number one. And kind of like last year, I think I'm switching up the order mm. in the final in the final twenty yeah. yards. I don't I don't um, know about last year how it turned out. I think that it was uh, no, you know, famously don't worry about famously that. I think yeah. yeah yeah we'll see if so I'm, see I'm, what happens here. The expectation <clears throat> that I had was that um, so his golden messenger released a new album called Quietly yeah. Blowing It, <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna put as my number two. Okay. That was that um, was that was in my uh, honorable mentions. Actually, I did listen to that album and I did enjoy it. So it would probably be my number eleven. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. It's um, it's a very standard his Golden Messenger album. He technically released two albums right. this year. He did a Christmas album mm -hmm. and then he did a, like a B sides, like a dub B sides. Like you would, you should listen to the okay. the dub B sides yeah. the Christmas album. But um, the quietly blowing it is uh. It's like every other His Golden Messenger album in the sense that there's a certain recipe that he has and he changes some of the ingredients here and there, sometimes a little bit more funky, sometimes a little bit more folk, sometimes a little bit more pop. Um, and this has all of that. I think the reason it's not number one is for the same reason last year in the sense that my number one album is from an artist that I didn't know about at all mm -hmm. first. So, so yes, His Golden Messenger quietly blowing it reliable mm -hmm. quality album that I've grown to love, even though it's missing one of my favorite musicians like uh, Phil cook was playing with him yeah. for the past several years yeah. and he's nowhere to be seen on this album and it confused me, but it's not my band. Yeah. So what do I know? Um, 
it's still got a great sound to it. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the songs have a lot to say. Uh, he's very impressionistic in his lyrics, um, but it's also like he's one of these two that's like he had kids and so he he knows all the secrets <laughs> right. to the universe. Yeah, right. um, and uh, you know, I, I've said enough about him over the, over the past year and a half that I think you know if you still haven't listened to him by now, you ain't gonna. So fuck it, you know. Yeah. I'm going to revisit that album because I did enjoy it. I, I think that it, it, I just, it would probably be I higher think on I've my said list this if before, I listened to it more. Credit, credit for Vince Staples yeah. goes to Mikey for right. me. And then also credit for my love of this band goes to Mikey. Mikey. Okay. That makes sense. The tracks, um, so yeah. so my, Mikey tipped me off to that. Well, he tipped me off to Vince Staples, I think, period. Yeah. Uh, but then he was talking to me a lot about that new self-titled album. And then I only really gave his gold messenger a chance because one year at Newport, he was like, did you, did you go to the, his gold messenger set? I said, no, because that sounds like a silly name for a band. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you're, you're incredibly mistaken. That was my favorite set of the year and you need to listen to this band. And so I started listening to that band and I listened to, a complete album from that band every single day for like 400 days in a row. Yeah. And you, and you were bummed that you didn't go to the set then you were like, well, I've seen him like, I don't know, yeah, now seven or eight times since yeah. then. So yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, my number, What's two, your number two, number two, my, my one and two were treading back on that nineties nostalgia. Uh, cause number two is from one of my favorite bands of all time that has only released a handful of albums historically. And it's the band failure. Um, their album from the nineties, uh, fantastic planet is in my top 10 of all time. Like, I love that. It's like a, it's like post grunge, uh, space rock is what I would describe it as. And it's, uh, they failure were kind of, uh, taken under the wing of tool, but they do not sound like tool at all. Um, tool just oh like, took them on tour with them and stuff, but it sounds nothing like tool, but you can, if you listen to it, you can see some things that, that, you know, that they would be into about it. But the, the lead singer, Ken Andrews is known for his production. Now he does producing on a lot of different stuff. And, um, but the album is called wild type droid. They released the album a few years ago. They got back together. They broke up in the nineties. They got back together. I saw them live. Then they released a new album. Um, I saw them live with Low, the band that I re- referenced earlier. That I and I I don't like Low, but anyway, um, they released Failure released an album that I just did not. It just felt went right through me. I was like, this is not great. I don't like it. Uh, that's fine. But this album from this year, Wild Type Droid, reminds me of that '90s sound, the space rock sound from the Fantastic Planet album, and it's just really it rips. You know, the whole way through. I, I really like it. Um, I don't know. But that's uh, I was excited to, to like return to one of my favorite bands that I thought that maybe they would never make an album that I'd be into again, and for them to make something that I was that into was 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 cool. So yeah, that's that's exciting. That's like the that's the best. Yeah, it's like I want my artists to grow, but I'm also like, man, I wish Radiohead would make another OK Computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, and I say there's, there's growth on this. I mean, it it has some different sounds to it and stuff, but um, the production's really awesome on it because, like I said, Ken Andrews is just really, really known for his his production. So he produced. Uh, speaking of James Bond, he did that song that Chris Cornell did on one of the Daniel Craig albums or Daniel Craig movies. He did the theme song. Um, call me, is it 
know my name or something like that. He Ken Andrews was the main engineer and, and produ- producer on that 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 James Bond song by Chris Cornell. So rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. So that's that's my number two. Um, my favorite album of the year. I've never tried to say out loud. Okay. The name of the album. <laughs> it's spelled P O H O R Y L L E. Ahoreal. I don't for know. Real, for real. For real. Is that is it for real? It's not P H. It's just P O H O R Y L L E. For real. Poreal? Yeah. I don't Poreal? know. Poreal? Yeah, Poreal probably. Um the musician, her name is Margot Silker. C I L K E R. Once again, credit to Mikey for turning me on to this woman. Um I'd never known her to exist before. Yeah. And once I put her album on the first time, I was like, oh, goodness, this is good. You know, and then I listened to it again. Yeah. I was like, this is better than good. This yeah. is great. And now, you know, I mean, I don't know when it came out. I think it came out late summer and I'm still spinning it. You know, like her voice is great. It's not country, but it's not not country. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just good music. It's just this. I mean, she's got all, you know, it's funny because I texted Mikey the other day um, to tell him I was still listening to it. I'm going to see if I can pull up this this text thread. No, it's already gone. It's because my text. So this was over a month ago. Um, (laughs) I was like, hey, man, I'm still listening to this album. You know, it's still good. He's like, oh, what's your favorite song? And so I listed like three songs. And he's like, oh, I like these three songs. I was like, oh, I like those songs too. I also like this one. And by the end of it, we had listed every song on the album. <laughs> That's a good album, then. I have to check it out. If you, if you have that experience like that, where you're like, every song is like your favorite on it. It's like, that's great. Yeah. It's also, uh, you know, I really like albums where the first song on the album is like, if not the best, yeah. one of the best songs on the album. And this, so I make those, um, you know, I'll make a like a seasonal playlist. Yeah. And in my winter playlist, I've got two songs from her album on there. And one of them is the first the first song yeah. on the album. There's, um, there's something to be said for that lead off song on an album being great. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's my favorite album of the year. It's, it would be probably his Golden Messenger. But the fact that I never knew Margot Silker before. And the fact that she came out with this album, I've listened to it for so much. I'm gonna go put it put it on top of of his Golden right, Messenger cool. for that reason. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. It sounds interesting. So, um, that's great. I think. I mean, it's cool to to recognize a new artist in your top ten list. So you, I'm going the other way and recognizing someone from the, the the old days that I've loved forever, and I always forget that I love this band and the, particularly the lead guitarist. But it's uh, it's another band where I was like, holy shit, they came out with a new album this year. But it's gonna suck, and it is. It has blown me the fuck away. It's uh, Dinosaur Junior, and the album is called "Sweep It Into Space." Famously, uh, Jay Maskus, probably one of the greatest guitar players to ever play. Super out there, you know, just like jammy, like does the crazy guitar solos with the crunchy filters on it and stuff. Been around forever. I loved his solo out stuff, and I was super into Dinosaur Junior in high school. The the uh, the album that the song "Feel the Pain." came out on which is without a sound is my favorite album by them and this sweep it into space album which came out a couple months ago or i think it might have come out in the summer uh it man it sounds like 
it sounds like without a sound part two to me. It's like a return to that sound that they had. Lou Barlow's back with them, who's uh, you know, one of the founding members. And man, it just it just rips from the beginning. Like talk about the 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 best song is the first song on the album. And uh it just it just he just shreds. They just they 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 just leave it all in the field, the whole album. And uh just I think it's really great. Um yeah, so that's my number one. You know, that nineties nostalgia they're you know, they're from that alt alt rock period of you know, the early to mid nineties. And they did they did a tiny yeah, desk that's- concert that's really good. If you want to watch their live uh versions of these songs from this album, they do a couple of their old songs on it too. It's really good. And they, they also released a live album this year, which is excellent that has some of these songs on it, um, too. So yeah, I don't know if you ever listened to Dinosaur Jr. or not, but whose talent I respect, but sound I don't like to listen to that yeah. often. It, it's very, yeah, I mean, it's very jangly, like gr- crunchy, distorted guitars and stuff, you know. But, um, yeah. Well, this is a bunch of opinions that nobody asked for. <laughs> there you go. I bet some people will listen to it though. I bet they'll yeah. have their opinion. We'll hear Mikey's opinions. You know, I'm well. I'm curious. I'm curious if y'all, you know, those of you listening, if you got any albums you think we should check out that yeah. we missed from this past year, or something that stood out to you, or or another album that you think was like, oh yeah, I really love that one album that they referenced. I think you know the other person needs to listen to it, or whatever. Email us. At, I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Or you know, if you know us personally, text us or or drop it in the uh, Instagram group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let let us know. Whatever. whatever. I, I kind of realize it's the same way with movies now. It's like, oh, I don't have to just listen to the stuff that got released at the record store. There's all this stuff that got released that I would never hear about if someone didn't tell me they heard it on a YouTube video or something. It's the same way with movies now. It's like, oh, well, Netflix released all these movies last year and they promoted half of them. So some of those are really good and I haven't heard, I haven't gotten to watch them. So yeah, tell us, tell us what the good albums are. Cause I, I did my research. I listened to the top 10 list for a lot of these publications I like and stuff. And it, it was a lot of the same albums and there's got to be more stuff out there that we missed. Cause there's just the way that music was released now is so much different than every year. It changes even more, you know? So I'm going I'm to say one little story before yeah, we sign off. Sure. <clears throat> I was, pre- I was preparing for this year's top three movies. Yeah. And and this is just speaks to like where we're at now. Yeah. I googled twenty twenty best movies. <laughs> and I made a list of three and I was like, God, that seems like a long time ago. And and I think it was like the same three or two of the same three movies. I think we did a top ten of movies. So like they yeah, were on last that year. List. It was like, the ones last year. And yeah. I, and then I was like, wait, hold on. Last year was 2021, not 2020. That's the time warp. Time, time is, doesn't exist anymore. Time is a flat circle. And, uh, yeah. Well, I sure did enjoy myself. I, I, I'm, 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 I was really happy to hear your list. I'm going to go check out some of those albums. Yeah. Same here. I'm glad that we, uh, we had less overlap this year. We had several of our albums were overlaps last year. Cause we, it's cause we didn't record as much. Yeah. We haven't been yeah turning each other on to music as much so hopefully that will we'll change that this year and get get more uh recommendations to each other and record more yeah it's awesome i'm glad that we got to do the wrap up i was afraid we weren't going to do it because it was getting kind of like far away from the turn of the year or whatever but i'm glad that we're yeah 
It's good. I'm yeah. glad. I want to do it every year because I, I, it's one of the things that like I don't know. That's I I've really enjoyed about the show is like hearing your opinions on you know music you're listening to. You listen to it used to be. It used to be what? Well, it used to be. It used to be. I'd try to get you to listen to an album you wouldn't listen to for five years. I think that timeline shortened to about eighteen months. Yeah, now. I've great. changed a little bit. I, you know, listened to a lot of your stuff last year. I just, you know, and you listen to way more music than I do. So, you know, in general, turns you out, to... it turns out Mikey probably listens to more than even I do. Wow, I just, I'm not going to give him that. I'm not going to give him <laughs> don't, that. Don't he give doesn't. Him that. Don't give him. He that. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that. He He's just got better taste. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. You got anything else you want to add about 2021 before we wrap it up here? Man, fuck the haters. Let's get out of that year. Yeah. On to 2022. That's right. Fuck them haters. All right. Uh, you've heard how to how to contact us, so we don't need to go over that again. You can check out our shitty website at iolts.com or listen to us anywhere there is podcasts. I think we're on app, Apple now again. I haven't checked it in a while, but I think we're we're up there. And uh, listen to us on Spotify. Come on trying to get on titles you know but i don't know uh i guess that's it we out See you next time. Have a good night.